Hello and welcome to the Teppi Show. Pun absolutely intended. The podcast where we talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. The uncomfortable truths of life, all for the sake of growth and self-actualization. Bettering your human interactions, one podcast at a time. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you will grow. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome your host, Tepisho Kongo. Hello, hello, guys. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Loki miss doing this. Um, yeah, I know it is an episode every week, but like when I record it, so um, I miss this. So I just spent some time this week just, you know, getting acquainted with my topic and then now we're recorded a little bit later than usual. But yeah, how's everybody doing? I I, I see some some of you guys uh, were listening to my other podcast that I did with Mbulelo and it seems like you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> but yeah, here's to being people of integrity. Uh, we're back in Joburg now. Hubby and I, we came down, was it last week? Yeah, we came we came down last week. I didn't want to come down though, to be honest. I was ready to just like, to stay there for like forever and ever. But it's, it's fine, we had to come back. <laughs> I was just tired of being cooped up, you know. Um, and excellent news, guys, the airport is open, finally. Finally, finally, finally. She, she would have predicted that was good, that the airport would close. Imagine, a whole airport. But I guess that's 2020 for you guys. Anywho, welcome to episode number 16. I thought I would talk about the will of God. Um, I had a question from Khomelimo. I don't even get a chance to ask if I can mention him, but I hope he doesn't mind. <laughs> and um, yeah, he actually sent me a message. I think it was before I went to Durban that he sent this message, but then I think I missed it. Um, I mean, a DM. And then um, when I saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, my bad. Because he asked me, he sent me a message um, and he said, please do a podcast episode on the topic of trusting God when the answer is no. Um, And then he said, I'd like to hear a bit about that if you don't mind. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I apologize because I saw the message so late. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, You know, but then maybe at the time that he sent his message, I probably maybe wasn't. I'm going to do a podcast on it. So maybe this was the will of God. <laughs> How's that for irony? <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so I was like, okay, I think I think I can I can do that. Um we we can talk about that. Um trusting God when the answer is no. So then um I read his question, pondered on it, think thought about it for a while, then I thought to myself, wait, God says no. Um then I was like, um let me ask other people, okay? Like, like, what is what is your experience being with God? Is God saying no to the people? What's happening? <laughs> so I, I put out a poll on Instagram, Facebook, and on my WhatsApp, and I asked, and I'm like, does God ever say no, or are you praying for the wrong thing or things? Um, and then I did a poll. So option one was a God says no. Option B was I pray amiss. And then at the bottom, I just uh, I just wrote the perfect will of God. And then I put a picture of my gorgeous goddaughter, Isabel Kanya Aquino. So some people responded and they said, um, God says no. There were actually a few people that said, I pray amiss, which I also found quite interesting, 
you know like um but i think because of like human nature like how many times do we actually take responsibility for our actions and what's wrong because it, it is easier to blame god online so it's much much easier to blame god to blame circumstances to blame other people than it is to take responsibility so i was curious as to like why why is god saying no why would god say no to things and then and then it obviously led to my next thought was which was what are you guys asking for <laughs> that god is saying no because this is our loving father so what are you asking for that god has to say no and not give it to you you know um so some people were not too keen to open up about what they they were, they were asking god for um some people did answer me so the, i had a um a response from a friend of mine um i don't know if i can mention her but anyways she says she said this was on whatsapp so it was like a full-on conversation she said god says no so then i asked her like two question mark and then she said some things so i'm like like what she's like so many things um and then i'm like so many things like what because i'm trying to get to the bottom of this because i think maybe it's, it's one of those things that you can only answer in an individual capacity knowing what the thing is what knowing what the person is asking for like what is that thing that they um are requesting of god so to which she finally responded and she said so many things um like a rich man a rich giving generous man so i'm like come again i also to send a v and i actually asked a lot of people to send me vns just so i can get like an understanding of what they're saying and then she said um you know so she was, then she sent the vn so i was like you know i like to repeat back what the person says to me just to make sure that we're on the same page so i'm like so you're saying that god says no to a rich husband am i hearing correctly to confirm if that's what you were saying to which she replied yes so then i said to her but the rich husband has a choice and he might not want you and that's got nothing to do with god and then she laughed and she said lol true you know so the point was sometimes when you ask for things that have to do with the world of other people that's also like another i'm not going to say another problem but that's also it it brings in another dynamic okay so if i'm asking god for an inanimate object yes i can ask yes god can give it to me or i can work harder or he can provide a, a solution like maybe um, a higher paying job or something like that uh and give me the means to be able to afford whatever the thing is that i'm asking for but when it comes to like a human being and like relationships that one is a little bit more tricky because it involves the will of the other person so it's it's very interesting to me you know that now we're saying we're blaming it on god when god has given us all free will i mean i've had a situation where there was a guy who said to me that um well obviously this was before i was married while i was still single he said to me that god told him that i was his wife and i was like i am and then he's like yeah and then i'm standing there wondering why god ain't telling me this and he's telling other people about me like why god gossiping you know um, but the, there was also another problem the problem was that i didn't like the guy so now it was like low key awkward because he's saying that this is what god says except i don't like him so now it's like so where does that leave us <laughs> you know um So you know so it it was just a, it was just a bit of an awkward situation and I know things like this tend to happen in the Christian community and I think sometimes when somebody says God says then you think yo I must I must truly do this um yeah so anyways that never happened obviously because like I said I wasn't really attracted to that guy I didn't even like him we didn't even date like caught nothing um yeah anyways I don't even know why I mentioned that story but the point was <laughs> that 
when it's got to do with other people's will, it becomes a bit tricky. So I don't think you can like say that God doesn't want to give me a marriage because the other person also must want to marry you. Like what marriages are these that God just gives and then people don't have a choice, you know? Like granted, I do understand you can pray about marriage. You can pray about the person that you want to be together with um along with god but it's also always better to be praying together you know hence it would be more for me it would make more sense to be doing that while you guys have like entered into some sort of agreement i.e courtship so if you're courting together and then you're praying about the direction of the relationship that makes more sense than to be a single woman and be wanting a man and then maybe that man's got other women on his radar and then you're praying and you're binding and it's almost low-key witchcraft because now you're trying to like force his will you know does that does that make sense um look we can't control people's wills and if you can you're a witch so you need to repent we can't control people's wills just as i can't control your will you can't control anybody else's will you know um yeah <laughs> so yes back to the will of god what is the will of god um, is it elusive? Is God hiding it away from us? Why can't we find it? Is it playing hide and seek with us? <laughs> Look, I've I think throughout my life, I've heard lots of teachings on the will of God. Um mm. and I think I, I've concluded that, you know, teachings can only really like supplement you understanding that concept. But to really, truly understand you, you need to know the author of the will. And the author of the will is Jesus Christ, which is God, you know. You need to have a relationship with God, firstly, because he's the only person who can really give you purpose, direction, and explain things to you. Interestingly enough, I actually wrote a blog post on the will of God, and then I didn't publish it. Okay, well, I'm always writing. I always have stuff that I've written since 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 it's always chilling on my drafts or in my notes but on this specific day the 3rd of may 2020 is the first time where i felt like i'm in god's perfect will and then i wrote it and then i wrote a whole post it was initially going to be an instagram post and i was like nah let me make it a a blog and then when i was like should i publish it i don't know i think i was a bit apprehensive about it so i decided not to publish it and then i just kind of left it in my drafts but then since then, I, I don't know, I just was at peace. I just felt like, um, you know, I'm in alignment. <laughs> and I didn't always feel like that, you know. Um, even being a Christian, I didn't always feel like I was there. And then now it is October. So now it's the, the 3rd of October. So how many months has that been? May, June, July, August, September, October. Five months later. And I really like feel like still like this sense of peace and relief and just trusting in god um you know and we've all had our challenges guys you know during this covid um you know just because maybe not everybody's posting about their problems and their challenges doesn't mean that we're not going through it we are everybody is um so i i really felt like i was in the perfect will of god and then so let me just refer to my blog post which maybe i'll probably publish then so since it's been lurking 
It's actually funny enough because it was just before I turned 26. So I said in my the I said for the first time in my 25.75 years of life, you know, because it was like a quarter, I was almost 26. Anyways, and the two things that I learned is number one is that only God can give you a true purpose on earth. Not a pastor and not a church. God only. Not Oprah, not um, any motivational speaker, not Joel Osteen, nobody. Only God. Only God. Only God. No YouTuber, blogger, vlogger. It doesn't matter. Even if they say they, they are here on behalf of Christ, but only God himself, only God can give you your true purpose. The second thing that I wrote that I had said I'd learned was that God's purpose for you unfolds relationally. And then I went on to elaborate. I said, this means that you need to be in a relationship with him in order for him to reveal his specific tailor-made, custom-made purpose for your life. Unfortunately, you cannot circumvent the process. Going to church, homes or prayer meetings do not replace the relationship. God is a very personal God. Personal, but not private. So yeah, so then I, I started talking about how my experience was, you know, um, where I felt like I couldn't hear the voice of God for myself. Um, you know, because obviously like at that time, you know, you know, you had to taught to submit everything to a leader. Of course, you know, this is biblical. Nobody's saying it's not. But the problem comes in when your leader vetoes what God has told you. So you believe God is telling you this, then your leader's like, nah, that ain't it. That's 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 where the problem comes in. You know, when you are told that what you believe you heard from God is not from God, and then that's where the spiritual abuse kicks in. So the thing is, you need to obey God. That it is imperative. Human beings are here to to help us, to assist us, facilitate his authority on earth that are now that I've, I've learned that it now represents God because no matter what the authority, whether it's civil authority, domestic authority, it's all a representation of God. Um, but wise counsel serves to guide you and not to manipulate you into doing what leadership wants you to do. So that's one thing I've also still like been trying to like figure out, you know, because um, like I said, what I'm saying now is just more of my personal story, of what I experienced and what I went through. So, um, yeah, so for me, that was why I believe I couldn't like necessarily hear from God because there was always a human being who was in between um, me and God and they would veto or tell me otherwise. And if I said I believed that this is what God said and if they felt like it doesn't agree with their plan, then that apparently was not what God said. So, I mean, look, this is also why it's important that you know the scriptures for yourself and you need to understand the word of God. Um, to protect yourself from being manipulated and from being deceived. Obviously, God will never go against his word. And the things that I had shared that um, I believed God had told me to do were not anything against his word. But I think at that time, I was very young and naive and very trusting, you know, just trusting that the person who says I'm a pastor or this, they're the ones, they surely must know the way to go. But now what I've learned is, not disrespect to any pastor, but what I've learned is that, you know what, um, God is a very personal God, you know, so this thing, it's a relationship and God doesn't speak through other people. He can, but it's not like, it's not like Old Testament times where he speaks through the prophets and the prophets is the one who has to relay the word or he speaks to the high priest and then um, the high priest relays the word. It's, it's a very personal relationship, so you can hear from God directly and nobody should be vetoing that Unless, of course, I mean, it's just completely outrageously and it goes against the word of God, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, what is the will of God? 
I would describe the will of God as God's perfect plan, you know, despite how you might view it, despite how you might feel about it. One of the things that I think I've also had to come to learn is that the will of God, it has nothing to do with like your bank balance. It has nothing to do with your social status. It has nothing to do with all that stuff. Well, what is central to the will of God is Christ. And then what is Christ all about? Christ is all about people and drawing people into his kingdom. So that is like the like the main will. Then there are also scriptures that um, I'm just going to go through that also further explain explicitly what the will of God is. So some of those scriptures, let me just quickly find it. Okay, so 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 3, it says, It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. So that is like clear cut. Okay, so that. So anytime you reach a point where there's sexual immorality, you know that that is not the will of God. Secondly, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ah, again, I think I've been like practicing this but it's actually thanks to my husband because i think he is like the gratitude person 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 you know um, i think i'm very like fixated on my goals and then when things don't go as i planned them then i'm like well, what the heck is this but puma has this like ability which has rubbed off on me thank you jesus guys that's why it's important who you marry um it's rubbed off on me in that um you you, you now train yourself to see the the, the good and the bad you know you train yourself to look for the opportunity in the chaos. You train yourself to to be thankful because that's what gratitude does. You're not going to find an opportunity if you're not being grateful. Trust me. So it's like when you become thankful, but not in um, um accepting my situation type of thing, but like just being grateful to God. And then there you can also even start strategize, strategizing with God until he gives you like a new plan or a new idea and something else that you need to do. Then there is 1 Timothy 2, verse 3 to 4, it says, This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. Again, I told you guys, God is all about people um, and people coming to him. And I think maybe that's also why God's will is within God, because just as Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that he knows the plan. So if you want to know the plan, you need to know the God who knows the plan. Makes sense? So let me answer my own poll question um, where I said, are we praying amiss or um, does God say no? Personally, this is like we, me and my husband debated this for like a good, was it five hours? Okay, not five hours, but like a good two hours, maybe or one hour, just like, you know. But anyways, that's the beauty of having a podcast because um, <laughs> he's not here to argue now, is he? <laughs> maybe he'll rebut on his. Um, I believe personally that God doesn't say no. Okay. Um, yeah. I think when I look back at my life and how everything turned out, I really believe that I was the one that was out of sync with God's plan and purposes. So you guys know that scripture in John 15 talks about the vine absolutely love because there's a song by we will worship it's called mvini and it's about the vine it's a zulu song but yo, it's beautiful actually it's like both they sing in zulu and english it's about the vine 
and remaining in the vine. Funny enough, when I got baptized, when my husband baptized me, we were playing that song in the background, and it just talks about, um, what does it say? We will abide in you, Lord. And it talks about abiding in God, abiding in Christ. And obviously in John 15, it says, you know, you abide in him and him in you and his word in you, and you become one. And then is it Mark 11 verse 24? I think also in John it does say, so it says, then he goes on to Jesus says, you know, whatever you ask for in my name, you will receive it. I I, I think when you hear that verse, you either think it's outrageous or you just like, or you think Christ is lying to you. Like anything I want, it's like, yes, anything. And you're like, anything, anything. And he's like, yes, anything, anything. Right. And then you just like, you're either suspicious of it or you believe it. You know, those are, I think those are the two, <laughs> the two places where you stand. Cause it's like really anything, anything, anything. But then, Usually after you hear that, then your 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 heart begins to surface because now you really see what's in your heart because of the type of things that you would ask for. So now depending on that, that will show you if you're a mature person and you if you're a very like prudent person who thinks about things and examines things, then you would realize that what you would ask for is showing you what's in your heart, aka the type of person that you are. So, um, when you hear that and you get excited and then you maybe, then you ask for God for like things that are like maybe ungodly or selfish, or you're asking for the right thing, but maybe with with the wrong heart, the selfish motive. Look, if you are, if, if I can give you one advice with being with God, man, just be, always be truthful, always be authentic. Like, don't lie to God. If you know you're asking for something for the wrong reasons, rather you just tell God so he can help you, you know? <laughs> you don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> just, just just, just, be truthful about why you're asking for what you're asking for. But that will also show you what's actually in your heart. So you'll know, maybe I'm asking for the wrong thing. Well, I mean, that's if you're, if you're ready to get onto that growth point where you can actually, like, see your wrongs and call yourself out of, like, yes, yeah, see, this, I shouldn't have asked for this, or this is not wrong, or I'm asking for this for the wrong motive. So you abide in Christ and him in you, and then whatever you ask for, you do receive it. So if you're not receiving it, you like must ask yourself, like, is the heart right? Is your heart right? Is your mind right? Your soul right? Are the things right? Like, why are you asking for this? And then also question your motives. You're like, I question my motives all the time. I question why I do things. I question why I say certain things. So I'm always, I think sometimes I do it a little bit too excessively, but in any case, it helps me, it helps me remain sober. So I, I don't like cast myself up and I, and I don't think I can like just deceive myself into thinking certain things. So I'm very honest. And even when I like mess up, I tell God I messed up. Like I'm, I'm well aware of the fact that I've messed up. So I really don't think that God says no. Um... And then Pum was like, what does he say? Ishna, I have to remember the whole argument situation. He was saying, God does say no. And I'm like, but is God saying no? Or is I asking for the wrong thing? Because for me, if we're talking about saying no, to me, it sounds like very final. If somebody says no, I'm not going to ask you for that thing again. You know, like I believe in respect and respecting people's boundaries. So if I ask you for something and you say no, you've said no. I don't see why I need to ask you again. You know, um, well... I guess maybe when it comes to other stuff and maybe you should be a little bit persistent, I guess. But I don't know, because now 
yeah yeah so that's just me so for me in saying god says no it's like but why would god say no like he's our daddy you know and if you're gonna say he's gonna say no to protect you then what are you asking for that god needs to protect you from do you see what i'm saying so it all i think it really boils down to you like why are you asking for something that that god needs to say no you know and then i absolutely loved um masiko masiko's response because she said Ah, flip. I didn't even ask these people if I can share this. Guys, I hope it's okay. If it's not okay, please just let me know and say, girl, don't talk about me on your podcast, okay? But anyways, um, I asked her to elaborate because um, she said God says no. I said, okay, to elaborate? Question mark. Then she said, yes, there are things I've wanted for myself. And when I approached God about whether it was his will or not, he showed me it wasn't. So then I replied to her and I said, is God showing you his will? him saying no and i'm like i know there was i wish there was a better phrasing for that word and i'm like i'm like i hope you understand what i mean and then she was like interesting um actually i should actually ask her if i can put this part in the podcast but let me just play it and she says no we'll delete it but just have a look have a listen Hmm. that's actually a very good point that you're making um i guess not now that you wow <laughs> wow that's actually such a good point i guess it it's a no if you want to remain within the constraints of his will in everything that you do so you have a choice you can choose not to be obedient and you can choose to be obedient so if you want his will for your life then it's a no, but it's not a no, no, don't do this, but it's a, this is not my will, so if you want my will, then don't do this, but that's a very interesting observation. So yeah, I was like, 10 points to Gryffindor, yes, go, that is exactly my point. So like she said, so you always have a choice, so if you feel like (laughs) you want to be out of God's will, then it's like a no. But if you want God to show you his will and you want to abide and you want to surrender to it, then he's not saying no. He's just simply telling you what's the plan. And this is what I kept saying to my husband over and over again. (laughs) We were like going back and forth. I was like, look, God has a plan. God has a wonderful plan. He has a strategy. That's what Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us. So now there you were, you were unsaved. Now you decide to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Cool. Now, you don't know the full plan. You don't know the Father's plan because you you probably haven't read the Bible at that point or you don't have an intimate relationship with him. So now you start reading your Bible, you get in- intimately acquainted with God, and therefore you start to see things from his perspective. You get to understand him better. You get to see life through his lens. But also this work requires your effort as well. Like You have to be willing to surrender. You have to be willing to accept his will. You have to die to yourself. So the more you don't want to die to yourself, the more you want to hang on to your own ideas, your own way of doing things, then that's also you clinging on to your will. But unfortunately, when you do become a Christian, you you can't use your will anymore because even if you pay the prayer, it says, let your will be done. You know, so it, it's not your will and God's will be done. It, it can only be one. So either God is God of your life or you are God of your life and you have a choice. So you get to decide who's going to be God of your life. You know, Jesus doesn't hold a gun to your head. Um, He did die on the cross and that was about it. So you get to decide. The choice is always in your court. Do you want to surrender your will to God or not? Do you want him to lead you or not? 
So with that being said, you need to become acquainted with God's plan. Like, God, what is your plan for my life? So if I to be sure I had a plan for my life and this is what I wanted and this is what I wanted, this is where I wanted to live, wanna be in America, da 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 da. Like maybe I should share it now. Okay, so me, I've always wanted to live in America. I'm still gonna live in America. Like I'm going to America, guys. <laughs> okay. And I think, yeah, even I think just after matric, I was also planning on actually studying in the States as well. Um, but then things didn't quite go as planned, right? Um, and then consequently, I am still here. Okay. Got to live in the Middle East, which was pretty cool. Um, but I didn't get to live in America as yet. Okay. But listen to this. This is this is where Loki gets messed up, right? Is that if the plan to go to America for me at that time had worked out, I probably wouldn't have met Pum. <sighs> I know, right? I know. I'm also crying inside. <laughs> but being with God and just trusting that when he's closing a specific door, he's not saying no. Look, God knew that I needed Pum, okay? God knew that whatever purpose he's called me to, he, I needed somebody like Pum to help me, to mentor me, to teach me, to lead me, to be a partner, and so forth. You know, like, I need this man in my life. I do, full stop. And I don't know if I was going to go through Jamal and Raquel and Damien and all those guys to find a Pum, <laughs> you know? But that's what could have happened, right? So... That didn't work out. Maybe now I would have felt like, oh my gosh, I didn't make it to America. But hey, I could have missed out on my husband. And marriage has always been something very important to me as well. Like I said, it's always been one of my top priorities. Like I believed that it was God's will for me to get married. And it was just like, um, we've been prepping for this with God like since I was young as well. So it was something that we knew was going to happen. So do you guys see like why it's also just important to stick to God? So now I could say God said no, but God didn't say no. It just wasn't God's plan or at least not God for, God's plan for me at that time. So um, what's another thing that I didn't get? Yo, nah, it's fine. Let's not talk about too many things that I didn't get. Let's not start crying again. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's really got nothing to do with God. Sometimes you're asking for something that you yourself are not equipped to handle. So if maybe I wanted to win a bodybuilding contest, but, you know, dololo gymming and dololo um, training, like what I'm asking for is not what I'm going to be getting. And then when I don't get it, I can't say it's God. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? So I think maybe sometimes we ask for things like, for instance, we always, I always see these tweets about people just saying, yo, I wish somebody would just send me like a million or just you know, accidentally transfer or, you know, stuff like that. People are always asking for these huge sums of money. And my question is like, but how are you managing the money that you currently have? How's your financial literacy at this given point in time? You know, um, are you investing? And you don't need a lot of money to invest, but are you investing? Are you investing? Are you generous? Are you applying principles? At the very least, are you doing what Solomon told us to do? Remember, Solomon was one of the richest men. So at the very least, are you doing what Solomon told us to do? Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, it's all there where he tells us how to manage money, um, investing in different ventures, Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1, um, and so forth, you know. So at the very least, how are you managing money? Because it looks like people are also um, financially literate. And now they're financially literate and... Um, 
they they asking for for more so if if i am god i'm not god but if i'm god and a financially literate person is asking me for a million rand why would i be wasting heaven's resources like no shame to you so what i've i've set out to do is always like prepare prepare yourself to receive whatever it is that you're asking for whatever it is that you're trusting god for Pastor always says there's a God part and there's a man part. So for God to do his part, you also need to do your part. So whatever it is that you're trusting God for, you need to be doing your part. So um, read. I'm reading a book called Money. Yo, I've been reading that book, guys. Like, if if inconsistency in reading was the person, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I haven't been reading that one as much, but it's fine. We'll get there. We're working on it. Reading that and I'm learning you know, um, we read a lot on finances and money management. As you guys know, we're financial advisors at that company. You Amazon do free advertising for them, but yeah, wealth managers and we manage that kind of stuff. And then becoming more and more acquainted with that and understanding that field better, you know, how investments work, offshore accounts, that kind of vibe, you know. Um, and just like just 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 getting a general sense of it and and understanding it better, you know. So if I'm being asking for a million, God must know that I'm gonna do the right things with that million, you know. Am um, I gonna multiply it? Or am I just gonna squander it? So so because of that, sometimes you don't get what you're asking for because of also you you are asking a myth, or you're not in you're not in alignment with God. It's not God saying no. It's just like it'll just be reckless, or maybe you're asking for. Um, I don't know, maybe like a car, like maybe like a super expensive car, but maybe you're just asking just just because you just want to um, show that you've made it. So already there, you're also asking with the wrong heart and motive because you're, you're trying to portray a certain image. So you're asking because you low-key want the car to give you identity. You want your worth to be found in that car. So you're asking for the, for the wrong reasons and that kind of thing. So... The Bible does tell us in James that you know why we why do we fight and strive and fight with one another and 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 jealous I mean and we're jealous of one another and envious of one another when we could just ask God and God says ask me and he, and then He says but then also when you ask you ask a miss so you're asking for the wrong things don't ask for the wrong things so the best gift you can give yourself is really get into a relationship with God. Get to understand God, get to understand scriptures. I read Proverbs today and it was just mind-blowing. Um, audio Bible, guys, it's it's the plug. Like, switch off them hip-hop and all that nonsense. It's not going to help you. Trust me. Trust me on this one. I know I was a hip-hop head. <laughs> switch on the audio Bible, okay? Proverbs, just beautiful, beautiful, well-written. And he's like, come, guys, I'm trying to teach you to be wise. I'm trying to teach you to not be simpletons. I'm trying to teach you to make wise decisions i'm trying to teach you to have discernment you need to have discernment on all of these things um so the more you become more acquainted with the word of god things of god you get god's perspective on life you get god's perspective on things and the more you can get god's perspective on things when you ask god for things you're gonna say yes because now you understand the reason and purpose for things. I think I, I made this example to my husband earlier about just our different views on, on life and things. You know, if I'm looking at things from my perspective, I might feel like I'm a failure or I didn't meet this target or I didn't get this achieved and I didn't. But then where God is looking, he could be like, wow, I'm really proud of this person and this is what they're doing. They're obedient and they this and they that. Because I've also felt like, hey, maybe the way I view myself is not necessarily the way God views myself. Because I think sometimes I tend to be hard on myself and sometimes too hard on myself. And I'm still learning to, like, um, apply grace. Like, I need grace. And just, like, 
um, for myself because I think also when I do that, then I'll be able to extend more grace to others as well. So I've been like super hot on myself and I'm learning, I'm learning, be getting there. But the point was that um, just learning to see things from God's perspective, that is like the best key because when you see things from God's perspective, you'll understand how things are working and you'll understand what he's working together and then you'll understand his will. Oof, is that a word or is that a word? I hope you guys really understand that because if you can really get that, then you don't have to stress so much and put so much pressure on yourself. You don't have to doubt God and you don't have to be suspicious of God, you know, because now you, 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 it's, it's like you're going to see your friend up in heaven. Okay. Just imagine. So, okay. Let's not say up in heaven because that implies death, but that's not what I mean. But let's just say he's upstairs. So you're just going to go up the stairs to go talk to him. And when you talk to him, he tells you, this is what I'm planning for the world. This is what I want to happen. This is how I'm seeing things. This is what I think things should be run. Okay, there's corruption there. I want to eradicate that. There's poverty. I care about the poor people. We need to look after them. Um, uh, this is what I'm planning. Oh, this person, these people are in hospital. I want to heal them. Oh, we need resources to build more churches. You know, I need my people to be a little bit more faithful in their ties so that we can build more churches. I want to expand my kingdom on the earth. Um, I want more people to know about me. I need I need my fellow Christians to partner with me. I need them to be praying, let my will be done so that I can work in this earthly realm because I've given the human beings dominion. You know? And then you're taking down notes and you're like, okay, I see, I see, I see. And then from that understanding, you'll see that life isn't just about you and that God always has other people on his mind so as much as he loves you he loves everybody you know saved or unsaved that's irrelevant serving him or not serving him also irrelevant he loves everybody just as much as he loves you and that's the best way like i can describe god's will you know um remember in the garden of um eden well in the beginning god gave us human beings dominion we lost it to the devil and then jesus won it back for us hey man hallelujah so now we have been given dominion so um, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know which word, you get to live your life however you want. You get to make whatever decisions you you want with your life. But when you come to Christ, that's when you need to give over the dominion to him in a sense. Um, your authority, your, not not authority, because we do have authority. Authority has been given up as to, to surrendering our will. Yes, that's what I mean. Our will. We, we surrender our will to, to God. We say, let your will be done so that we can partner with him on earth just as it is in heaven. But you need to know what's 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 cracking in heaven in order to pray those prayers. Because then you'll understand that heaven is not just fixated on your one problem. Not that they don't care, but that if you can just like train yourself to look beyond yourself and see the other people, like maybe your breakthrough might be in, some, in helping somebody else. Your breakthrough might be in giving to others. Maybe you've been needing money for a certain something and God's just maybe waiting for you to release something so that maybe that person comes back and pays you back with more. Like, you know, I don't understand. Like, guys, God has, like, complex ways of really answering our prayers. But we, we really need to trust him because I, I feel like a lot of the time we're very suspicious of God because I can see it in the way we answer some of the questions that I ask. <laughs> it's like we don't trust that God has a wonderful plan for our lives because, you know, why would he not... Um, plan to give us a specific person a specific spouse to to help us walk this journey so yes guys that is the will of god um it's it's in i wouldn't say it's hidden it's in plain sight i think we're in that time where 
things are being revealed. Yes, there was a time where God was like, these are things are hidden, keep them away for a specific time. I believe that that time is now and I feel like nothing is no longer hidden. The Bible is not hidden. The, the word is not hidden. Ask God to reveal himself to you. Ask him to reveal um, your will, his will to you. Um, another thing that I, 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 I was taught earlier in my former years was that, um, I can't remember, but I think somebody once said that, you know, when you're praying for God's will, don't just like be standing statically and waiting for God to direct you. Just do something and then God will steer you as you go. Yo, for me, I don't know where I stand with that, hey, because like I'm a super ambitious person and trust me, I always have a plan. I always have a plan. So when I'm not executing, it's usually because I'm literally just waiting on God and I want to make sure that I'm on, I'm like, we're in agreement before doing something. For me personally, I found that that works better than jumping the gun and doing your own thing and then kind of waiting for God to redirect you because sometimes you get attached to that thing that you already started doing and now God wants you to relinquish it. Personally, I don't want to break my heart unnecessarily, so I'd rather just surrender <laughs> and I don't want things taken away from me. So I'd rather just surrender and just have God give me what needs to be given. God is sovereign, guys. God is in control. I love him. I absolutely love God. He's in control. He's sovereign. He knows what's cooking. Um, he knows what he he wants and what he doesn't want. The world, the word is very clear. If you want to know the heart of God, you need to know his word. And then once you know his word, you'll begin to understand the way he thinks. When you understand the way he thinks, you'll begin to pray the way you're supposed to. You'll be praying according to his will. You'll be praying um the way he wants you to pray. You'll see things from his perspective. And then when things change, like then I think then you'll then that's where I believe you'll be in the will of God. Um, I don't think it's like a scary place to be. I think it's like one of the best places to be, man. And it doesn't always mean things are always easy, but it, it just means that you, you're where you're supposed to be. And I don't know, for me as a human being, that's like a very comforting thought that I'm where God wants me to be, you know? So yeah, that is it. Um, Let's repent. Let's invite God into our lives again. The will of God is perfect and it is beautiful. There's nothing bad that God has in store for you trust me only Satan Satan has bad things in store for his people not God God has wonderful plans for us hell was not made for human beings so hell is not even something God planned for you you have a choice to not go to hell but you can decide like right now while we're still alive um where you want to spend eternity that's totally up to you hell was made for um like I said Satan and his demons the will of God is beautiful. It's perfect. Trust me, it's perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what your thoughts are. Um, I think it's a very cool thing to talk about because I always, I think for the longest of time, I'd be like, Lord, show me your will. Lord, show me your will. Lord, show me your will. Instead of just understanding that the will of God is the, is the Bible. It's it's the word and it, 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 it always care about other people. So when the Bible says do good because that is the will of God, that is the will of God, you know. I think sometimes we try to to complicate it. Um, and then obviously your your purpose is also part of it. So, And I think God always tells us, man, because even sometimes when I think to myself, I feel like God has been telling me to, like, you know, speak and write. But I think for the longest of times, uh, I guess, no. Was I looking for affirmation? I think I was waiting for my pastors or people to like affirm me to say yeah I do that that is what God said or I think I was also a bit insecure in myself and not really sure 
so even when you are disobedient, you also um you you lowkey take yourself out of the will of God, you know. Um but the but the cool thing about being out of the will of God is you can always come back at any time. Like it's not like he, he cuts you off and it's not like um well, what's that that mean where they say you take a, that highway where you take an off ramp and then if you miss it you miss it you have to go all the way around to come back onto it it's not like that you know like god has uh, he's an excellent gps person knows exactly how to locate you and he has um reroutes reroute. but you don't want to reroute because remember reroutes waste your time hey so the more you reroute the, the less time you have to accomplish your purpose. So we don't want to do that. We want to be like Jesus, like on the ball, be done by 33. <laughs> ah, lol, I can't believe I just said that. But we don't want to waste time. We want to walk circumspectly and we want to finish what God has told us to do. Um, yeah, if you guys have any more questions, uh, let me know. Or otherwise, ask your pastors, please. Pastors are always at your disposal. They're there to help you. Well, at least they should be. They're there to help you. They're there to equip you. Um, but also, most importantly, ask the great shepherd, the great shepherd, our Lord Jesus Christ, you know. Um, he is the one who's going to equip us, um, as it says in Hebrews 13, verse 21. He's going to equip us with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever amen so it's also like like stuff that god has to work in you like i don't think i got to this place overnight yo if you know me you'll know like me i also have my plans hey um <laughs> but i've had to learn like luke 9 verse 23 says that um if you want to be a disciple of jesus you must deny yourself and you must take up your cross daily and follow me or Christ. So it's a daily exercise. You know, just because I said yes last week doesn't mean I'm saying yes today. doesn't mean I'm saying yes tomorrow. So that's the thing. You have to wake up every morning and you choose Christ. You decide, you know, you 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 go forth. Yeah. And then 1 Peter 2.15. It is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. So do good. Matthew 6 verse 10. Your kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think I'm, I reiterated that over and over. I just did not quote it, but... I did mention it. Um, guys, the will of God is a beautiful place. You want to be in it. Sexual morality keeps you out of it. Um, ingratitude keeps you out of it. Um, not doing good keeps you out of it. Um, you know, so God just has rules. So you just repent, come to repentance, come to God. He let him forgive you. Let him purify you, as it says in 1 John 1 verse 9. Let God purify you because um, only he can, only he can do that, you know. Um, let him teach you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Like that's my prayer and that's what I, I strive to do. Um, and then that is it. Like Hebrews 10 verse 36, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. The Lord works everything to its proper end. Even the wicked for a day of, of disaster. That's in Proverbs 16 verse 4. So does God say no? Or are you praying a myth? You've been listening to The Teppy Show, the number one podcast for people who want to get their edge together and take their life to the next level. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also share your thoughts and leave a voice message. Thank you. Until next Sunday.